Well, you can introduce her. I just want to say you one, can add whatever you want to say. All right, you introduce her. I'll add stuff to her because yeah, go ahead. Okay, so guys, we're we're fighting over Bridget. Actually, Alan does Clubhouse with Bridget very often, and they're very very close. But I got her to come on the event, so I'm just happy to introduce her and, and with Alan. So we have Bridget Renee Holiday. She's a Starseed Channel, multi-dimensional medium, and a Galactic Peace Ambassador. Mm-hmm. She, you, I'm staring right in your eyes, holds frequencies of unity consciousness and grounds them into the human experience. As an Ascension contact specialist, she communicates with the higher realms and assists you to expand those innate connections within yourself. Her mission, should she choose to accept what she did, <laughs> is to inspire you to shift perspectives, expand your consciousness, live your soul's purpose, and remind you that you've trained lifetimes for what you're here to do. And I want to tell everyone that that Bridget has a a chat on Clubhouse and her voice is so, I swear her voice has been trained from lifetimes to bring healing and awareness about consciousness. So I'm happy you're here, Bridget. Now it's Alan's turn. The Clubhouse is Ascend and- Awaken Ascending. Right, Awaken Ascending probably a couple of times a week but i just want to say when i heard bridget on clubhouse and all her credentials joan just read i knew she was a part of our family and i reached out to her brought her in and she has her wisdom of lifetimes to share with us today so thanks for being part of the family bridget yes oh you too thank you so much I just want to say one thing. I love that, that, you know, we didn't rush you. You took your time. You're like the goddess. You're in your empress chair right now, ready to to share with our, with your people. That's the feeling. I just also want to point out what Joan said, the sound of your voice. You have a real quality of vibration. So if you're not watching, just listen, listen to Bridget speak, but it's also great to see what she has to say too. All right. In person today, too. So take it away, Bridget. We're happy you're here. So much love for both of you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Neil, this has been, you guys, this has been amazing. So I'm just deeply grateful um, to be a part of this and to be here with you all. and all of the speakers, what's funny is I had no idea what I was going to talk about. My team was being um, a little persnickety in their own way. Um, I think they wanted me to channel everything today. But last night I was feeling a little nervous. So I was like, what is, what is, what are we talking about? Let's just give me something so I don't feel nervous. And funnily enough, they brought through a bunch of things that totally align with what lots of the speakers have talked about today. So all in divine timing. Um, and I'm just deeply grateful that all of you are here. And those of you that are watching the replay, thank you for your presence. Thank you for being. Thank you for enjoying the human experience in whatever way that looks like for you. So they, they really did a beautiful introduction for me, Joan and Alan. So I'm deeply grateful to both of you as well. And really, you know, I, as Joan mentioned, I'm here as an Ascension contact specialist during this period of humanity's evolution and consciousness. And this is not a title I created for myself. This is a title that my soul team, and for those of you that are wondering what a soul team is, um, they are the beings who stay out of the human experience They are friends and family from beyond the human earth experience, I should say. And they are those beings that guide and assist us along our entire journey. They understand why we're here, what we've come in to express, what we've come in to really explore. Um, And we set aside what I understand to be predetermined. um, I want to do this for sure kind of things, right? And so they'll be the ones that'll help nudge us toward those things but from what I've received and what I what I see with people um, I often see people's life paths whenever I meet them and what I see with that life path you know 
visualization that I receive is that whatever we've come here to explore and experience, we will hit regardless of if, even if we feel like we're going backwards, right? So um, there's no right or wrong way to do the human experience, as I'm sure most of you that are watching know. But really, my soul team, um, you know, I've been communicating with them since birth. Um, I have a collective. We all do. Some collectives are smaller um, and others are larger. Again, there is no good or bad with that. It is just what we've come in to do and the assistance that we will need for the people that we are going to be connecting with, really, honestly. Um, at least that's how I perceive mine. So my collective began um, communicating through the angelics, the angelic beings. Um, I often say that they raised me when I was little. And um, within my collective, I had, I know them all by frequency. I don't ask for names because frequency to me is more of a name than a human earth label would be. Um, and so what I do is I sense the frequency as they are communicating, right? Um, and we can go into more detail in this maybe a little bit later in here, but at the beginning I was communicating with angels and then a little you know, a little early, you know, in my life when I was probably about six or seven, then I had other beings within my collective step forward and say, okay, you know, we are this and we are that. But what I will say, and this is bringing it around to something that I know is near and dear to Alan's heart, <laughs> probably to everyone here. Um, I have had a lot of experience with all different types of beings from many dimensions, some that we would label, you know, uh, higher vibrating and others that we would label lower vibrating from very small age. And one thing that I grew up being was kind of a spiritual warrior, you know, at a certain age because things were coming in. I actually had trauma at a very young age and continued to add a little bit to that trauma um, as I grew up, right? Like we all do. We all, you know, kind of stack the trauma up. That's how we're taught to do the human experience, right? Um, until the last couple of decades, few days few decades, I would say. So with that, um, what I know now is that I had re resonance within my own energetic system for beings to come in who we would consider gray, right? Not gray beings like um, extraterrestrials, but in the scheme of if we look at things as light in the higher and dark in the lower, um, which I don't really like to say that about the lower because darkness to me is the place from which everything is born, but um, we would consider them, you know, lower neutral, right? Um, and so my first experiences were with these types of beings, but also with people who had left the human form, as well as angels and um, elementals. And so I've had a a long line of crazy experiences <laughs> um, over the years with all different types of beings, and in that, um, with new introductions of different types of beings, especially those that were intense and challenged me, it, it enabled me, it served as a key, right? So it enabled me to sort of unlock doors within my own consciousness um, for access to information that did not come from this human experience, right? So I have an ability now, and I've, I've had it most of my life, where if something comes in, even if I'm not seeing it visually, um, with the combination of my physical eyes and what I like to call first eye, but we'll, we'll call it third eye because that's what everyone else does. Um, if it's not a combination of that or within the mind screen, right, where we have our memories, um, sometimes I just sense it, right? I could be doing other things. doesn't really happen as much anymore in my life, but we'll, we'll consider like distant, a little bit distant past for me. When they come in, I would just expand my energy and I would act as a battery, for them. And so they would become very almost like um, engorged, so to speak, energetically. And then from just the smallest amount of energy, and then I instantly had this ability to know what they were and how to remove them, right? And so this was a practice that I had for a lot of time. Now, removing them um, wasn't always necessarily in a harsh way, right? But I did it enough in my spiritual journey that I, there came a time period when I walked into a house, I've told this before in, in shows, there came a time period when I walked into a house that everything, everyone in there scurried to the outside edges. And at that point, I started learning because it broke my heart. Um, 
and and sadden my soul that everything was afraid of me because I was just you know okay you got to go back where you came from you got to go back where you came from I was doing that so much um in the spiritual warrior mode and this was you know 90s right early 2000s um that everything was was afraid and I went to my team and said in that moment I said there has to be a better way there has to be a way in love and that is where we are now so the reason I'm bringing this up is because within Clubhouse, I'm very new to ufology. Um, I would say I started learning more on a, on a deeper level about ufology last April. So I know the basics that everybody knows pretty much, the things that are really common until then. But um, I've, I've been in a number of ufology rooms on Clubhouse, which is an audio-only app. Um, and they talk about you know, um, nuts and bolts, right? A lot of the time they talk about the vehicles, right? And proof, wanting that hard proof. And then this book that Alan, I, I mean, I heard him talk about it so many times, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. I think that's the name of it, right? Um, came out and the conversation started shifting, almost frantic in some ways. And it was like, how do we, you know, rectify the paranormal aspect with the, you know, extra, what I call star beings, because it's a lot easier than saying extraterrestrial, interdimensional, extradimensional, ultradimensional, and so on, right? Um, but they're like, how do we rectify these two things? And from my experience, I was more in the paranormal world and in the communication world with higher dimensional beings most of my life and having interactions with those that were teaching me, um, really reminding me some of my masteries that I've brought in from other lives outside of earth, right? So for me, when I had my two contact experiences as an adult with two very different, um, we'll call them interdimensional beings, I was like, it all makes sense. Like it totally makes sense to me how they fit into the dimensional layers, right? So uh, when I was talking to my team last night, like, what are we gonna talk about tomorrow? I have things that I would love to talk about and they brought this in, I was like, oh yeah, well, this is beyond <laughs> UFO disclosure. So it totally makes sense that we would bring in something like this. So there's a lot of things. Let me check my notes and make sure I'm on topic, <laughs> you guys. So, um, okay. Yeah, so as Alan so beautifully worded, as did almost everyone, I think everyone else actually that has spoken, the, the connection is consciousness. And the reason consciousness is the connection is because we are multidimensional beings. Within our own human expression, we are holding frequencies for many other dimensional expressions that we are sharing with our soul, right? And within this is what we have the illusion of dimensions and we you know often explain it as layers right one above the other but it's really like a sphere and everything is enmeshed into this giant source sphere right so if we and as i'm sure a lot of you are experiencing this right now um if we come in and begin to begin to awaken aspects of our consciousness we're bringing more of our soul light into our human experience. What this does is brings us into soul senses, as I like to call them. Some people call them clairs, telepathy, um, empathic ability, all of those things. But it also activates within ourselves higher dimensional frequencies. So we begin to have this blending of the world that we're perceiving with the world that we call the invisible world or you know, the hidden world or the other side of the veil, things like that. So we have this blending effect that I've been experiencing most of my life. Um, there have been some times when it's been a bit more quiet in my life, but we have this blending effect where we have multiple types of phenomena happening simultaneously. And you can walk into a space and feel every person that is that has had a human experience is still hanging out in what we call the other side of the veil, right? Which is actually a carbon copy of what we are here without the ability to interact um, with the physical unless you learn how to do it, right? Um, so we'll have that. We'll have dimensional layers of beings that are fourth dimension um, and 
my experience with the fourth dimension is there's so many layers in it. Um, and then it's almost like dimensional planes of existence within it. We have within the lower fourth, we, we even have, you know, dreams time, right? And um, the astral. Um, we also have in the upper fourth, um, you know, we have other bands that are, you know, like we have Akashic Records. And this to me is from my experience with the fourth dimension and fourth dimensional beings within the lower dimensional layers, there are also what we call passengers or some people, I heard a word that today they called them um, parasites or something like that. I call them passengers. Um, and there are layers of different types of those beings. Some of them are fully formed thought forms that humans have created and that they have been evolving themselves over time. And um, we also have the beings who are, enacting with us in the control constructs, which is what my team calls it, um, which is, a, which is a, a part of the human experience that we have from a higher perspective been um, in, sort of in contract with them for um, so that we can have particular types of, of um, experiences within the human the human um, overall experience, right? Um, and those are actually being deconstructed, right? So we have all of these different layers of, of dimensional beings, some of which, you know, people would call, you know, they've labeled them like, like demons, and then they have all of these other types of, of beings that are able to um, take form in the fourth, so they can actually, like, I call them shifters, like shape, shape shifters, so they can shape shift um, from what we would consider less density into like a physical form. There's all different types. And I mean, I, I can't even begin to even probably put a number to the different types that I've experienced in my lifetime. So if we're adding that with the beings who are in higher dimensional forms or even equal to us, um, then we have all of the layers of what I like to call star beings. Now for me, star beings aren't really just a you know, beings that are from star systems. They can be interdimensional. They can also be what I call ultra-dimensional, um, which often has, you know, beyond the, um, what we would call physicality um, spectrums, right, um, of expression. But they can also be um, multi-universal, um, which a lot of them are, who have come here for this universe um, experiment, so to speak. So to me, it all rolls together. And the fact that mo that people are experiencing these in particular locations, um, like the, um, what's it called again? Uh, which, Alan, can you help me? It's the ranch, Skinwalker Ranch. Got it, Never mind. I feel like I feel like 20 people just said that to me out loud. <laughs> Thank you, whoever you are. So um, places like Skinwalker Ranch, <laughs> um, uh, you know, where there are enormous portals, which is a part of Gaia's technology, um, her energetic technology, there are enormous portals and and um, particularly in that location, any of you who, who use your, your inner sight to see externally, um, I, I recommend looking at the, at the size of the one that is there. And, you know, having been around portals and, and having, having opened them myself, both consciously and unconsciously, which we all have the ability to do, um, you know, I can tell you that they can be, uh, so to speak, colored by the frequencies that we bring into them. I've also closed a lot of them for people who didn't understand what they were doing over the years. Not, I don't do this for a living, you guys. I don't close portals for a living. So I can tell you how to do it. Um, if you if you email me, if you're one of those people that's like, I've got one of those and I want to close. Um, that's not what I do for a living. But um, I've done it for friends and many, many times. And um, what I can tell you is our energetics can actually, because we are multidimensional, right? We can access our own portal technology and we can adjust the portal technology that our planet creates because we are in oneness with our planet. We are the gardeners, so to speak, right? Um, or so we should be. Um, and so if we come in with a lot of fear or with, you know, um, maybe, you know, ill intent or things like that, we can take a portal that is only accessing higher dimensions and we can now allow that portal to access lower dimensions. That can also happen if very traumatic events happen around a portal. 
that energy um, is drawn into it usually or overlays it. And then that portal is recoded even in an unconscious situation to access not only the higher dimensions, but also lower dimensions, right? Um, and a lot of the time, what I find is that it's accessing um, particular layers of the lower fourth dimension, which hold what I call passengers, right? So um, for me, if we put it all together, um, it's just a matter of really understanding how everything is connected in with one another. Sorry, you guys, I'm checking my notes again. Um, yes. Okay, so basically we're all sharing the same space um, and it's just a matter of how we can see, right? So like, it's like those glasses. Um, I don't know, they're kind of a steampunk thing, but I think they come from like the old days where you can change from white lenses and add yellow and then add another color, right? And you create multiple spectrum vision. Um, it's like that. That's kind of what we're doing. So as our consciousness expands, then we are, you know, able to perceive more of what exists. If all of us right now hit a fifth dimensional consciousness, we would probably be really freaked out <laughs> because the, the way things look in other dimensions, we would consider not only just odd, but often monstrous looking. And just because something looks like that doesn't mean it is, right? So um, I'm really actually very grateful that the ascension is going at the pace that it is. Uh, I know a lot of us are like, we're ready, come on, we're ready for this fifth dimensional experience. But if you shifted into, into 5D right now and saw some creature hanging out in your you know, house or right outside your window that you had never seen before, you'd probably get a little freaked out, right? So I think you know, this is why my team always, especially the star beings, they're always talking about how it's really important for us to do not only you know, our honing of our abilities, but our inner work. Because we are, whatever is a vibrational resonance for our, uh, the vibration that we're holding, can see us and interact with us. So if we're holding a lot of slumbering aspects of our consciousness that are containing a lot of cobwebs, you know, um, or are very dense, then we are now a vibrational match for that within our world. So if you are a person who is, new, you know, um, newly expanding, right, and on your consciousness journey, and you're seeing and feeling funky things, look within, use it as a message to go within and look within yourself. Um, and really, you know, the inner work is super important. Meditation, meditation is key. And I know there's another, I'm, I think I'm skipping ahead, but um, so, mm, yeah. Okay, so basically my team is saying, last night, I'll say, um, yeah. Okay, so they were saying that in particular, they used these words when they were channeling this through. Um, when we do the inner work, it aligns us with very benevolent beings, like naturally benevolent beings, right? Um, and so it's a frequency alignment, right? So we are aligned with them when we do the inner work and we are peeling away the layers of the onions. And really, you know, trauma is not, we're not meant to hold on to things, right? We're not meant to hold it in and carry it around with us for a really long time. So, um, you know, we're just peeling away the layers of the onion of things that we've adopted into ourselves and called us, right? But they aren't the true essence of us. We're designed to have an experience and have it move through us. So I'm kind of gonna go on a little journey with you guys and I hope you can follow me on this. Um, my team wants me to bring up, okay, yeah. They want me to bring up that, um, contact with, with star beings is happening on a one-on-one -on -one basis and with groups of like-hearted people. It, it also happens from pre-designed uh, situations that we have created for ourselves with our own star family um, that will enable us to have the potential for a fast track in consciousness. That's actually what happened with me. It's happened with a lot of people that I know. Now we can choose our own adventure from there, right? Like always. Um, so we had the contact experience, then we get to decide 
how we're going to roll with it going forward. Are we going to maintain a fear-based structure because we didn't understand what happened, but also because it might've been really scary in some ways for us, right? So are we gonna, we can hold ourselves in fear. We can hold ourselves in confusion. We can hold ourselves in, you know, a period of cognitive dissonance. And we can also, um, you know, prevent ourselves from seeing what comes next if we hold ourselves in that. Now, it's totally understandable if people do that. And I'm not negating anyone's experience by far um, after having one, having two technically in that way myself, I can totally understand. Um, but I will invite you if you're still confused and you've had this, I will invite you to look within and allow the things that are asking to be shifted to fall away because new will come in and fill the space. Um, within your consciousness and within your external reality that will support you in going forward. If you are a person who is having experiences with, we'll call it a star being, and you feel like it is not in your highest and best good, um, and you feel like it is, um, you know, impinging on your divine sovereign free will, I will say that there are a lot of things we can learn from that, but if you don't want to, that's okay too, because we have free will here. And um, I don't know if you can see on my name, but my, it looks like Joan's image is up, but hopefully mine is too. My, um, my website is there and I have a blog and there's a contract nullification and release on there that you can say. It's very powerful. It covers a lot of angles. My soul team and I actually channeled it through um, for, people that were experiencing that because there are beings who are hanging out with us in the earth plane that have been inadvertently invited in, right? They're not on the guest, guest list. I often call it, call them loopholed. They've loopholed their way into the human earth experience or someone has invited them in, but they didn't necessarily go to that someone. They could come to someone else who has a frequency that they're curious about or whatever, right? So not that they're all, you know, malevolent and out to get us, but if they're not here um, as a galactic ambassador, I can just tell you, if they're not here for huma humanity's highest and best good, then, um, and you don't feel like you are um, having a very positive experience with them and actually getting um, su support and love and guidance that supports and uplifts you, then by all means go and do this. This also works for any kind of lower vibrating being. Um, it's not just for extra dimensionals, interdimensionals, um, and yeah, pretty much the the ultras aren't going to do anything like that, but or extraterrestrials, I guess. But um, yeah, so you can use it for anything. So and if you know someone that is in need of something like that, feel free to use it. Make sure that you read it all the way through before you actually speak it aloud and speak it aloud with gentle command, but standing within your sovereignty. And sometimes if you're feeling weakened by experiences, it's good to have someone with you that um, another human that will help you feel supported. Um, but you can always call in your soul team for this kind of stuff too. So I just wanted to touch base on that, right? That for just a moment. And let me check my, <laughs> you guys, I'm checking my notes a lot today. Um, mm, yeah. Okay. So Oh yeah, so they brought through the inner work um, to integrate, heal, transmute fear and fear-based patterning will assist, but joy, creativity and play raise vibration, which makes connecting and contact easier and clearer for us. So one of the things that's really big with my, with my team is they love play. So when um, I'm, you know, I can communicate with them all day, any day, but if I want to have like a marathon communication, um, if I get myself into a play mode um, and, you know, that includes joy and love and happiness, usually I do it from actually doing play type things. Like I like to hula hoop. I try to roller skate. I'm not very good at it yet. I'm not very good at both of those actually. And that's part of why I like them um, so far, but I like to do things, um, sing and dance and different things like that, where I'm elevating my frequency greatly. And then I go into channeling. I also will do that often when I go into longer meditations, which brings me to the next thing that they mentioned. When we are meditating for, you know, 45 minutes, 
and longer, we're accessing um, higher aspects of our consciousness within that trance-like state that we go into, right? So within that, um, communication is very, very easy. And if you go into the meditation with the intention to communicate with your star family, then, and you do it, you know, consistently, consistency is key for those that are starting this journey, um, then you will have connection and communication. They're, they're waiting for us to connect in with them. Um, I have people, you know, that, that come through with what I do, my service soul work in the world, and their team is with me the night before, like, super, so excited. They're like, yes, we're finally going to get to talk to her and meet her or him, right? Um, and we're going to have this moment with them where we can now carry that over into the waking conscious reality. Um, and if you, those of you are not familiar with quantum hypnosis, I highly recommend um, having at least one of those in your life. Um, it can really, really expand your consciousness. It's a very, it's very much a fast track for consciousness expansion. Um, I always say it's a catalytic force of consciousness expansion, and it will affect all of your levels and layers um, if you go into it with that intention, right? If you go into it with the intention of I'm ready for my next step, let's open it up. So um, just a little thing about that. <laughs> you guys probably know who Dolores Cannon is, Barbara Lamb, um, they're Candace Crawl Goldman. They you know, this is the this is the world that I'm speaking of with hypnosis, not uh, quacking like a a duck on stage or anything like that. Um, so let's see, what did they bring in next? Yeah. Oh. Um. So I hold frequencies. Um. As I think Joan read earlier for Pleiades, Sirius, Arcturus, Lyra, and um, Andromeda Galaxy, and. One of the things that I know to be true, um, and I'll speak from my own perception, is that when we are connecting with different races, it is because there is a connection outside of the human experience with them. Generally, I find that it is they are our star family, so to speak. We have lives with them or have had lives with them, depending on how you look at it, um, or will have lives with them, right? Because time and space is a little, um, you know, it's a little wobbly here compared to everywhere else, right? So, so um, when I had remembrances and activations um, of my lives with these beings and, and integration and communication, that activated those frequencies within my human experience. And this is how we work. Of course, I, you know, identify loosely as a star seed. I think we're all star seeds. But um, that is how this expression works. So when we have an interaction with them, um, it doesn't really matter to me what dimension they're from. I know that's interesting maybe to some people. I know I will get information about that, but I, that information comes out more when I'm talking to other people. For me, it's about the connection that we have. It's about the remembrance that they are um, offering me to find within myself, because that's what our soul team does, right? And it's about um, remembering who I am in that way so that I can bring the masteries and specializations from that particular life. We'll use the word life loosely because not everything is physical, um, but I can bring that into this human experience and ground it in, integrate it, ground it into the human experience and then share it with everyone in service, right? So I think that's a really important part about contact. Like when we can get past, you know, our entire inner world, our landscape, our inner belief landscape, the beliefs, the stories, the, um, you know, the patterning, when all of that with contact, and um, let me see if I can, they're bringing in a bunch of information. So let me see if I can slow them down real quick. When we're bringing in, um, thank you for bearing with me. And we're bringing in, you know, and meeting that aspect of ourselves, essentially, right? It's, it is a frequency match with that being. We are frequency matching. That means all of our, you know, low-hanging fruit, consciousness-wise, will come to the surface to be healed and released and transmuted and integrated, that kind of a thing, right? So when that happens, it's a fast track, right? So it fast tracks us into our, our consciousness evolution. Um, and I think I'd lost track a little bit. I wonder if someone on here could tell me what I was talking about right before that. 
when I told them to slow down, they really slowed down. So um, I don't know if anyone's watching. I'm not seeing any comments. Okay. So Alan, are you listening? Could you tell me what I was just talking about? <laughs> um, I was just distracted for a second, but just start <laughs> probably because I was losing. I was losing touch for a second. And let me see. Good. Frequency Frequency matching. Talking yes. about frequency matching. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Joan. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the joy of channeling sometimes, you guys, live and in person. Um, so basically, yes, I'm going to look at my notes because we were going into holding frequencies for them and the frequency matching will do that as well, right? So it when we have a being step in, it not only is uh, serving as a permission slip for those frequencies to activate within our own human experience, within our consciousness, but it's also frequency matching. Um, we will we will elevate in vibration to get as close as we can to that frequency match because we hold all of the dimensions within us, right? So where I see um, the the beauty in that is is that it's a fast track. What can happen in those moments though is that. Um, it can lead to a period of like a dark night of the soul where all of this stuff is coming forward and we feel really bombarded. But that is a fast track that we designed for ourselves. So if we can move through that um, with love and grace and compassion for ourselves and understand that we're probably also clearing for the collective as we do that experience, as we have those experiences and do the inner work, dive deeply within ourselves. What happens when we come out is this beautiful expansion and opening. Um, and we'll find through connection and communication with those beings, if we don't run into fear, too much fear, because they will step back if, this, if there's a lot of fear, it's a lot for their energetic systems to handle most of them. Um, so if we, can, if we can stay in neutrality or above with them, um, what we will find that will happen going forward is they will serve as specialists with us um, in one way or another. And um, so, you know, my team, as I was doing this, I'm just going to read it. So this has evolved over time and it does shift and expand, but I just want to kind of give you an idea of how contact and connection with, um, you know, our star family can assist us in our lives. So, um, and there's so much more than what I'm going to say. This is just very short blips about each of them. So for the Arcturians, Within my life right now, I have a specialist Arcturian healing team that works with me within my hypnosis sessions in my multidimensional energy healing. Now, I also work with everybody's individual healing teams, right? So I'm not saying they're the only ones, but they are, they're almost like if you like the best surgeon in the nation or the best surgeon in the world, right? For whatever it, it is, they're like that about with almost everything. And so um, I, I will bring them in to work with me. So this is one way that the Arcturians are working with me, but they also work with me um, as energetic technicians for my own energetic system. We all have um, an energetic system that has a lot of energetic technology in it. It's part of the human design. Um, and so being more proactive, sometimes a little too much probably, um, with my own, you know, creating my reality, I mess around in my energy systems. And, you know, sometimes I will say, hey, I would like this to be, you know, adjusted in this way or whatever. And often I find they'll be the ones that step forward um, and they will, they will come forward. Now, one of the beings within this healing team um, is actually on my soul team and the others are coming in for this cameo. I don't know how long I'll be working with them. If this could be like something that lasts forever, or it could be kind of like a cameo experience where they come in, teach me things and then leave, right? So, and that's another thing that can happen with these beings. But um, they also help me access galactic information um, and give me understandings, a broader understanding of how it is pertinent to my earth experiences and being of, of service within the unity consciousness frequencies. So I, you know, I always say that I'm a peace ambassador, but technically what I do is unity consciousness based. So I guess I should change that, Joan, and say unity ambassador. Um, because what we think of peace is not exactly what I bring. The frequencies that I hold are more for unity, right? Understanding ourselves in oneness. 
Um, so that would be how the Arcturians work in my life. And this is just to give you guys an idea of what it's like when you connect in with the different star beings in your team, things that they can help you with, things that they can guide and assist you with. And really, it's not looking outside of yourself because in you know a higher aspect, we are all in oneness. Um, so the Pleiadians and Syrians, it's interesting, they, they share a lot of commonality with me. Um, so they definitely assist with consciousness expansion. I'm constantly receiving channeled messages. In fact, I have one that I'll read that was a mixture um, from one of my councils in a little bit if I have time. Um, I don't know what, how I'm doing on time, you guys, but if anyone wants to let me know. Um, so they also help me with channeling and access to galactic wisdom and knowledge, again, with the specializations thing, because every time we're in connection with an aspect that we have a parallel with, we are now accessing those specializations. We're another, okay, thank you. Um, we're now accessing those specializations and bringing them into the human experience. That's the whole point of being here is to bring that in and raise, you know, have serve as seeds of light, seeds of codes, wisdom, knowledge, frequency for the rest of humanity. We're all doing that for each other. We're all catalysts, right? Expansion catalysts. Um, and so the, the Syrians are interesting too, because um, as Sheila helped me figure out I was a specific type of walk-in, it was, I think the last one that she mentioned in her, in her, her um, presentation earlier, um, I had a step-in experience. And um, that's what I called it, a step-in experience. And with that, I requested a bunch of, a bunch of things um, and I got them. And the Syrians, um, I realized much later in life that my Syrian um, connection, I have two parallel lives that are alive um, and are from Sirius. And um, both of them, I have four um, that I can just mention right now. I have four parallels that are galactic ambassadors um, for the Federation, which I call Galactic Federation of Light. There's lots of different names for it here, but it's in the, the overarching confederation. Um, but my Syrian actually is very interesting because I have direct access um, to a lot of knowledge and wisdom and codes and keys and frequencies. I think we all do. Um, but in particular, the way I'm able to relay them comes a lot from that one of those particular Syrian lives because they are essentially what we would call, I don't know, like a mystic, a sage, um, and you know, also like a scientist all in one. Um, so they are a, um, he, I should say, is a, he has direct access um, to repositories of information and knowledge. And so a lot of my uh, claircognizant knowing and remembrance comes through that, through that expression. Um, and then the Lyrans, oh, I love this. So the Lyrans help me with mental and emotional intelligence. They help me a lot with my inner work um, and understanding how to do it and why and what it does um, and how it will affect, um, you know, my consciousness expansion. Um, and definitely they've helped me so much understand my multidimensional nature and how to integrate those aspects within my human life. Um, so, you know, my Lyran parallel, I'll say, and just in particular using her, in interacting with her, I get deep understandings of other multidimensional expressions that we can ground into the human experience, like understanding that we can communicate with our parallel aspects that came through them. Um, and explaining to me that there were parallel aspects came through them. Um, it was furthered by one of my Pleiadian parallel aspects. But I think what we'll find is a lot, I mean, just like what Geraldine was talking about earlier and probably others, is that, you know, we are they and they are us, right? So it's not so much about, um, it's not so much about the names, it's not so much about the races, um, and it's not so much, I mean, it is about the races, like we can, that's a way we can understand it, right? But when we're connecting and communicating in with them, they, they blend their frequencies a lot. I call it braiding. Um, they braid frequencies for connection and communication. And it could be an angelic being with, you know, a Lyran, with your high self, with, you know, 
a, a dragon. I mean, you know what I mean? Like whoever's on your team. So to me, it's not as much about the different races and they fit only in this dimension because a lot of them play in all of the dimensions, right? Um, including here with us, right? So to me, it's more about the connection that we have and how they're helping us, you know, assisting us to live the human experience while at the same time, changing it from within because that's what we're doing right now in this period of humanity's evolution and consciousness we're changing the human experience by what we're choosing in each now moment um, and we're deflating things that no longer serve us and aren't fun anymore and um, we're inflating things that do serve us as a collective not only just us as humanity our co-inhabitants right and our planet right um, and then the Andromedans, sorry about that segue, I hope it was entertaining. <laughs> the Andromedans really helped me uh, with universal and cosmic consciousness and understanding my place within the cosmos and universally. Um, I have a very early Andromedan life um, when we were creating the Andromedan experience. So, um, you know, I, that aspect of me has been around for billions and billions and billions and billions of years. Um, and so they really helped me to remember who I am as a soul, not just this human experience and my soul in this, but who, how my soul aspects, um, you know, have formed what I'm doing here, right? And why I'm here in the first place um, and what I'm here to bring in my own expression with my own experiences, but also what I'm here to offer in service um, to humanity and, you know, our galactic family, right? So that's what I would say. Um, you know, I had a bunch of other things that I was going to talk about, but I want to make sure I'm okay on time. I think I'll skip or maybe I'll just do a quick version of the yeah, like uh, five more minutes, Bridget. Okay, thank you, Neil. So, oh, let's see, energetic technology. Um, okay, so let's just talk about consciousness communication real quick, and we'll, we'll maybe I'll do a, a YouTube video on the energetic technology part. So, consciousness communication. When you begin to communicate with, we'll just say your your star family beings that are on your soul team um that will come in a lot of different ways for each of us and really there is no right or wrong way for it to happen but what you can do is give them direct feedback and this is something they wanted to come through very strongly last night is if and when you find yourself connecting and communicating with your star family um you can and should give them direct feedback about how the communication is happening on your end. Um, if you're only hearing tones, you can say, hi self, I'm only hearing tones in my right ear. I'm not receiving any other information, right? And um, that is possibly them adjusting your technology um, so that you can better hear one another and send and receive information to each other. If you have um, unusual things happening within your body, when they're running energy through you and it feels like you have lightning running through you or they're sending vibrations that feel like you're, you know, it's like water is rippling inside of you. Um, when those kind of things happen, when and if, let them know what is happening. Um, because as they do understand themselves in oneness, oneness with us, there is a lot about the human experience that they don't understand. If you have a sudden bit of download information coming in and it's coming in super frequently and you're having a hard time keeping up, you can say, hey guys, can you slow it down a little bit and then build back up? Because the idea is to be at a place where you can receive all of it, right? But initially, it might be better for you to have it in smaller pockets where you can integrate that information. So I think the end of what I want to say to everyone is you have the ability to communicate and connect with these beings. Every single person on this planet has a soul team. And you can also really assist not only through being open, right, and having the intention to connect and communicate, but you can assist um, the smoothing of the process, so to speak, by actually communicating what's happening as it goes on. Um, because some of them have not been human before. Some of them don't know the human experience in the way that we do. Um, and it is really, really, really important to um, remember that as sovereign beings, we can say that's too much and it doesn't mean it's gonna stop, right? We can also say enough of that right now 
and I'll call it back in when I'm ready, right? So as sovereign beings, we can do whatever we want. I highly recommend opening and, you know, allowing things to flow through, um, but also telling them to taper is okay, right? So take the memory, <laughs> take this to memory, so to speak, what I'm telling you, you have a team, use them. They're here for a reason. And one of the things I hear on repeat is, remember we're here for guidance, right? Remember who you are is playing on repeat, but also remember to ask us, ask us for assistance with things, but also what they're bringing through tonight that's really important, I think for a lot of people who are already entered into this connection and communication is um, to know that this is a two-way street. And there are many of us, especially star seeds and walk-ins that come in to help them understand the human experience in a very different way than they did before. So when we do that, you know, um, direct communication, right? This feels too intense for me. I, you know, it's too much at this time. That is not a bad thing to say to them. They come from a place where consciousness communication is innate with them and it is very efficient and it holds a lot of information simultaneously. So we are learning how to um, access that within our human experience. So it is okay to tell them, hey, ease up a little bit. Okay, I'm ready for more. Okay, I'm ready you for work more. work with people one-on-one too. You're, you're coaching, you're doing uh, sessions. So just tell people mm -hmm. how to find you and when you're on Clubhouse and how to have a private session with you. Beautiful. Thank you, Alan, for that time, for that time step in too. <laughs> <laughs> it was very smooth. <laughs> I was okay, waiting so, for a breath. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't take this very often when I talk, you know. <laughs> so um, I'm. you can find me at BridgetReneeHoliday.com. That is the word bridge with one T, Renee with three E's. Alan has corrected me because I always say E, it's two E's at the end. And then Holiday actually has two L's. Um, you can find me there and I offer my service soul work is beyond quantum healing hypnosis. It is also um, awakening and ascension mentoring, which is kind of what we've been talking about today. And then um, also I do multidimensional energy healing for those who are really drawn to me for that. It's not my primary focus. Um, but I'm on Clubhouse every Monday and Friday. Um, and Clubhouse is a drop-in audio only app if you guys don't know what it is. Alan is on there a lot too. That's where we found each other. But, and your um, club is Awake and Ascend. So go to that club. Awake and Ascending. Um, Ascending. Every Monday and Friday at 4.30 Pacific, uh, 7.30 Eastern and 12.30 AM UK. You can find us there. And yeah, come hang out with us. <laughs> Thank you, Alan.